Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of On the Line. It's January 17th. I'm Corey Mall here with Olivia Ekbede. We're inside the offices of Flow Sports. Yes. Uh, maybe a little bit more so today than you typically see. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You guys are used to seeing us in yeah. studio. Yeah. We're kind of like... Out in the open. Out in the open. Out in the open. <laughs> uh, we're coming off a weekend of huge results. Uh, we both were at the VA Showcase in Virginia, but there were other meets going down all across the U.S., and... There were some fantastic performances. We have to get to all of that and more. Um, But let's get into the show today. Let's start with one thing that impressed us that was not from the VA showcase. Yeah, absolutely. I think the very first athlete that comes into mind is Skylyn Townsend from Rock Hill High School out in Texas. I think she's one of those top returners when it comes to the jumps. And, you know, she put out a really big long jump performance. U.S. number one from the Arkansas High School Invitational, another big uh, meet that took place over the weekend. And she jumped 20 feet, two and a half inches to win that event and also set a personal best by over an inch. So the fact that you're able to do that this early just shows how much talent that she has right now and just – the, the sky's the limit at this point if you're starting off with a personal best. Yeah, 20 feet. There was some bad weather in Texas, too, yes. so just getting to Arkansas was an issue for some of them. Yeah. So I'm glad to see that she did that. Um, two big things for me in Pennsylvania, the name Jordan Sowell mm. came to play. He set a new Pennsylvania indoor triple jump record uh, with a mark of 51-1 at the Christian Marsh Invitational. Over 50 for the first time in his career. Uh, but he was nearly seven feet better than his best last year in 2022. So not didn't necessarily come out of, like anywhere, but 51 is no joke right now. U.S. number one state record holder. Incredible stuff. Yeah. Second, Ethan Edgeworth of Cold Springs, Alabama, small school, went to Birmingham this weekend for the Martin Luther King Classic, and he went 853 for 3,200 meters, which is a new U.S. one. Importantly, though, he beat the field by nearly a minute. Wow. So he was just passing competitors (laughs) left and right that last couple of laps there in Birmingham. Really impressive stuff from Ethan. I think there's a lot of distance kids that um, are a little under the radar now. He made a great name for himself. Let's go Mm -hmm. to one thing that surprised us from the VA showcase. Goodness gracious. If you have not heard about Bailey Miner and what she has done is absolutely remarkable. Okay, so to kind of take it back, like if you think about what she did last year, her personal best in the 400 meters was 55.04. Keep that in mind. 
this past weekend, she went 55-49 in the prelims at the Carl Lewis Invitational, and then in the finals, drops a 53-05 to win that title and, of course, grab a new U.S. number one. So not only does she have the top time in the country, but shaved over two seconds off from her personal best from last year. Just incredible. And that was the day before she went to a volleyball tournament, which makes it yep. even more special. Track, let's head over to volleyball course. Yes. Love it. <laughs> My surprise, I think, is Jelani Watkins competing two straight weekends in indoor track. Last year, we saw him compete two times over the indoor season, also two consecutive weekends, but two different weekends. So will we see Jelani again in 2024 is my question. It, it's really early to see him perform. He's obviously one of the best. He has a US one now in the 60 tied at 6.73, also ran the 200. We really wanna see Jelani later in the year but the thing with texas is it starts in february his first meet last year outdoors was february indoor nationals is march yeah they collide yes but jelani's a nike kid i believe like will we will we see him compete indoors one last time we hope yeah. because he's he has a chance to so win a national talent. title yeah all right the the big show from Virginia was the VA showcase. Showcase, absolutely. Uh, unreal performances overall. Let's go over it detail by detail. And let's start first with a question. We kept seeing the same uniforms over and over again this yeah. weekend. Bulliskull, Carroll, Montford, IMG. Question, what, what is it with these four programs? Why do we keep seeing them? What are they doing, I guess, in terms of national prominence? Yeah, I think just to even dive deeper, right? Like take away the training that's involved. And of course we know Bullis is a program that over you know five plus years has been setting the tone of just breaking national records, but take it behind the athlete. Look at the coaches, right? Like when you think of Mountain Bird Academy, I think of coach Gerald Perry on the sprint side doing remarkable things. We saw what they did with Asama Singa and also with Adeja Hodge. And we're seeing things with Skylar Franklin, Michelle Smith. Like there's the, the coaching staff there is incredible. Look at Archbishop Carroll. You have Coach Vic, you have Coach Raw doing great things. They had an opportunity to grab some of the best athletes in the country. I think about Nick Harbor and also Marcus Brown, but they also know how to put four boys and four girls together put on a relay, do something special. Then I think of IMG Academy, and especially when it comes to the sprints, you have Coach Dwight Thomas, who is a three-time Olympian for Jamaica, has made three uh, US, uh, three Jamaican teams, 2000, 2004, and 2008 games, has the knowledge. Right. These are people that have competed in track and field, understand the sport, and it's their way of kind of giving back in a sense. And so I feel like when you think about these programs, and of course, with Coach Lee at Bullis, like they just know how to put athletes together and how to peak and do the best things at the right time. And so I think that's just an extra layer on the cake there. Yeah. It's definitely the coaching too. Huge depth all around all these teams yeah. and great support staff with, with coaching. Yeah. They are not traditional high schools. Right. Um, obviously, you can look at them and you know for a fact they're not a public high school. Right. We do need to talk about it. You know, there's a reason why we keep seeing them at, in the national headlines because they have resources behind them. I mean, they're not traditional high schools because Montverde tuition, 55K. IMG's tuition, 86,000. Bullet School, 57,000. These are private schools that, um, you know, welcome in the best students in, in the country, not just the athletes. So yeah. they're, they're private schools. They're different than traditional high schools. Carroll's like a traditional Catholic school. Yeah. 17,000 tuition. I mean, 
the only thing that separates them is they have the best, one of the best athletic departments for a high school anywhere. Um, you know, so they, they do a really good job in the Catholic League mm-hmm. in, in DC, yeah. really performing. But they all have investment in athletics. Yes. They all have investment in track. They, they hired all of these coaches uh, who have sterling resumes, reputations, and you know that's one way how they've elevated their programs uh, to the next level. I mean, two of them, one of them doesn't even compete in the Florida High School State Association, that's IMG. Montfort's kind of teetering on the line there. Archbishop's in a, in a private archdiocese uh, division. Bullis, same thing, private Washington, D.C. Uh, conference. They don't compete against public schools, so that's why you see them at a lot of these national yes. tournaments because that's where they're going to get their most bang for their buck. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one thing, if you are a student athlete at one of these schools, um, you are among the chosen ones, yeah. like because they can get you to that next level. Part of being part of these teams is having opportunity in front of you, which is to run college track right. and compete. So um, I think there is a specialness to that, um, which creates a little bit of a divide between the regular high schools and these high schools. But hey, that's the life. That's how the way the world works sometimes. And you know they're making the most of it. Uh, Montford IMG Bullis and and Archbishop, and we'll see them again. You know, in March in some of the biggest meets. So, yeah. um, something to be watching for. Let's talk about Mia Bra Hey Pedersen of Lake Oswego. Two races, two wins. Scary moment after the 60. Yeah. Came down with an injury. Um, but we spoke with the Pedersen family. It doesn't seem too serious moving forward. Um, let's talk about her performances. What did you see out there? Yeah, absolutely. And I think she she set the tone, right? Like, I think we were all very excited about what she was going to bring to the table. We knew that she was putting in the work. She looks very fit, very strong right now, and she just did a remarkable job. So she started out the VA showcase with running that 200 meters and clocked a 22.92, which is the fastest season opener that she's had in her high school career. If you think about what she did last year and just think about the season that she had, she clocked a 23.43 in Spokane in mid-January, and her personal best comes in altitude in New Mexico with a 22.89. So the fact that she was just off that personal best in her season opener, just shows the kind of talent that she has. And then for her to then line up in that 60 and have to race against Brianna Selby, Adeja Hodge, that's a lot to take in for a first race in, in a short sprint. And I had a chance to talk with her after her 60, and she was just like, hey, her prelim. Yeah. And she was like, hey, the, the start was not there. <laughs> and Brianna Selby got out and made her run. Um, but she was able to bounce back and make some tweaks in her start and came off with a huge win. And from there, she went, ran a 7.22 to win that title against a very loaded field. So Mia Brahe Pedersen looked absolutely incredible and set two yeah. U.S. number one performances. I think we were both really impressed. We had some small doubts heading into them, but they weren't about Mia. They yeah, were yeah. about times. They were right. about potential, you know, records. Like, And that's always something you go into it, you never quite know what's going to happen. We never doubted her. You know, sometimes it's just about where you are in the season. But my oh my, how she just comes out and proves us wrong every single time. I, I You know, she not only surpassed the expectations, she reinforced them. Yeah. Um, talent, ability, ambition. You know, she wanted to go out there and prove a point in January, and she did. Now, at this point, I would probably lay off a little bit. And, you know, because the, the most important time of the year for her is June. Right. Being ready to compete at the highest level and track and potentially get after maybe Olympic 
you know, qualification for Team US. Um, you think she's going to run a pro meet at, at some point over think, the year? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I know, like you said, we had a scary moment. Yeah. Doesn't seem that serious, so we just want to make sure that she's healthy. And I think if her coaches give her the stamp of approval, like, yeah, yeah I think you're ready to go. I want to see her in pro meets because yeah. I feel like she's at that point where she has just done a remarkable do- job. And sometimes you just need to put yourself in another situation so you can grow, gain more experience. And we saw that a lot with Shanti Jackson last year. So I kind of want to see Mia Brahe Pedersen kind of take on that next step and yeah. just kind of facing some bigger competition. Does she oh, have, we have any guests today. <laughs> we do have guests. Does she have anything left to prove in a high school meet? I Personally, I don't think so. I mean, I think she is the type of person that probably will compete in a couple. Yeah. Maybe at the Oregon level and maybe at that national level. But I don't think she has anything left to prove. She's a national multi-champion. I don't know how too many to count. She's already set all-time marks. Yeah. The only thing that she would be chasing after is national high school records. But other than that, I feel like she has nothing else to prove. She's She's done it all. Yeah. Well, this is a great glimpse of what we will see in 2024 from Mia Brian Patterson. Let's move to a fun segment that, you know, Round two now, national record watch. Mm-hmm. Two records went down over the weekend, and they were pretty significant. Seven-year-old sprint medley relay record knocked down by the Bullet School boys. The 19-year-old 4x4 record knocked down by the Montford Academy girls, uh, both at the VA Showcase. Now, yesterday, you broke the story. Bullis getting after potentially another one in the 4x8. Let's, let's talk about the 4x8 national record a little bit more on your story mm-hmm. and, and what you think. Absolutely. So I know going into the VA showcase, Ashley and I had a chance to have Quincy Wilson join right. us for the Flow Track podcast. And we were just talking about the VA showcase. And I think one of the questions I asked him was, if there was one race that you can do that you've never done before, what would it be? Mm-hmm. And he threw the 800 out there. And Ashley and I were like, oh, well, this is, you know, very interesting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after just doing some more thinking, I know we've had a conversation. Mm-hmm. I can actually see Quincy putting together an 800. And then so fast forward VA showcase, you know, this is after they broke the SMR record. And I had a chance to talk with them after the race. And, of course, I feel like Bullis is just one of those programs where you just kind of are like, all right, I'm, what's next? What are you guys looking to achieve next? Next. Mm-hmm. Ask them a question. What's the next record? And they were like, we don't know. We don't know, Liv. And I was just like, okay, I, I, I'll find out. Right. Had a chance to talk with Coach Lee, and he's just like, the team is just super excited. They want to stretch themselves. They want to challenge themselves. So why not just try a 4 by 8 Right. And I was like, oh. Not just try, though. Yeah. But, like, they're, they're going to try to put together a squad that could do – potentially take down this national high school record in the four by eight, which has stood for many, many years since 2009. Mm -hmm. Um, So to kind of put that in perspective, the fact that over these last several years, no other program has been able to take that down. So I think it's one of the toughest national records to take down. And so I think they're going to be competing on Friday at the armory. And so they're looking to put a squad together. And of course, when you break it down, um, Colin Abrams is I feel like a true middle distance 800 meter guy. He's the one that anchored that SMR mm-hmm. in that 800. He has a personal best of 153, which he ran back in December. Quincy, I feel like looks very strong, very fit right now. He could potentially be somewhere in that 150 mix. And of course you have those other two athletes and hey, he looks strong. Come on now. What's his PR? Well, he went two minutes, but that was two years ago. Yeah, I'm so just he's saying. a lot faster now. Okay. Um, so, and of course, you have the other two individuals there as well that will be supporting this team. And so, when you think about it and break down the numbers, that's a 154 carry per per leg here. Mm-hmm. If everyone does what they're supposed to do, so it's definitely going to be a stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm looking forward to it and the fact that they're going to get out there and at least try. 
I think is great. Yeah. The interesting part is that this isn't a team of 800-meter runners. Right, yeah. Um, and they didn't even have Abrams last year. He's a transfer over from a colonel, Zadok Magruder, yeah. high school. So they got him this year. Uh, Wilson is not an 800-meter runner, but he has the, the guts for it. Alexander mm -hmm. Lambert, 201 in December. Julian Robertson, 203 uh, in December. Lambert, I think, is probably more tailor-made for the distance because he ran 122 for 600 meters as well. So he just kind of has to put the pieces together at the last, you know, stretch, last 200, uh, last, you know, little bit of that race to make sure he gets toward the line. Uh, Roberson, though, is a 400-meter runner that you're trying to convert into 800. That's harder to do. Mm -hmm. um, indoor track specifically, it's harder to do. Um, I think, I don't doubt Wilson, 150 might be a stretch from him at this point in the year. I, I think he can run 155 probably or 154. Okay. I think he can meet that. Uh, but the whole likelihood of them breaking the record is them going 24 seconds under eight minutes. Um, and that just seems a little less likely. Now, Joe Lee came up to me multiple times over the VA showcase and he said, Corey, you still doubting us? You still doubting us? And every single time they would win or do something, I would be like, well, no, you're proving me, proving me. This would be another, I mean, I would, I would say I would end all my doubt if I have any, and I'd go all in on Bullis if they were able to pull out 4 by 8 because this, again, they're not 800-meter runners. Um, so to do that and achieve that would be spectacular. Mm -hmm. So um, looking out for them. Especially Quincy. I told Quincy, too, when I talked to him after the, um, I think, 500, that he has a special gear yeah. when most people fade in the last 100 of a 500. I mean, most guys feel that debt. They, they feel the fatigue. He doesn't. And that's weird because he is a 2-4 guy. So for him to have it, I think there's, there's something special that they're still tapping into. Yeah. So we'll see. All right, six weeks in this season, have any surprising stars emerged who are not named Quincy Wilson, Abdul Sai Savan, Mia Brahe Pedersen, or Adesha Hodge? Immediately, my brain went to Mackenzie Travis. Yeah. Immediately, no questions there. And I think for me, just seeing her in person at the VA showcase, it put her to a whole nother level. Now, she didn't run in the, the major championships against Mia Brahe Pedersen, Adesha Hodge, Brianna Selby, but she still had an elite group of athletes. Like, she had to run against Olivia Pace, who mm -hmm. is a very well-known athlete across the country going to USC in the fall. But for, for Mackenzie, she's a future Gamecock. She's from Fort Myers out in Florida, and she set a lifetime best mm -hmm. of 685 in the 55-meter prelim and then went 738 in that 60-meter. So... The fact that her personal best is 7.34 when she ran at the Florida Indoor Championships last February, and you're just four hundredths of a second off that mm -hmm. with some great competition, I feel like she is far along from where she was last year. And I'm just excited to see just how this season unfolds for her a little bit more. She's definitely put herself in this next category. Yeah, same. I think she can get to a final. Will she win a final? That's a bigger question. Yeah. But I think she can get to a final. Mm -hmm. Uh, guy side, we already talked about Sewell. Miles Raymer is another guy, 406. But I'm going to go with Mr. Ohio. Mr. Ohio. Norwayne's Dylan Morlock. Okay. A shot putter through 66, four and a half at Kent State this weekend. Wow. Which represented a ridiculous six inch PR in the circle um, from his previous best. Now, he is the defending New Balance Outdoor champion from June. He threw 65 feet there, but a little bit of an inch. Onto his indoor mark, 
uh, is impressive. And you look at him, he's not a massive guy. He doesn't look like a traditional shot putter, um, more like a discus thrower, and he does throw the discus, but he's got some cred. And he's also a, a really good story. Last year um, at the state championships, after he won um, the discus, he put a hat on his head. It was a harvester tractor flat brim, and he dedicated uh, his win to his grandfather, Jim, who had passed that April. So um, he is performing for um, you know his, his grandfather who passed away, and um, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good story there. Uh, that's sort of courtesy of the Daily Record. Um, Ohio Indoor... Uh, record in the shot put stands at 67.3, so he only has basically what was that five, seven inches to go um, with a month and a half. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what he can do. But uh, Mr. Ohio, Mr. Uh, Ohio, emerging here. I love that <laughs> juiciest matchup that seems like it's on a collision course this indoor season. What is? It? I'm kind of. This might be a wild pick for me. It is a wild pick, <laughs> but I would love to see it. Okay. I want to see this happen so bad. So Nick Spikes, okay. I feel like is an emerging athlete. I feel he just kind of came out of nowhere. I remember just seeing a twenty-one twenty-seven from the Marine Corps Holiday Classic in December. I was like, "There's no way that any kid in high school has opened up kind of this fast, uh-huh. this early in the season." But Nick Spikes did. We saw him run at the VA Showcase in the club division. Set a new personal best in, in the two hundred with the twenty-one twenty. I just want to see him run against Abdul Sai Saban. I really do. And I just think with Abdul, like he has a personal best of 21.06, which allowed him to finish fourth at New Balance National indoors. Mm -hmm. So I think if we could just get this matchup, that'd be great. Because I feel like Nick Spikes has not had competition yet. He hasn't faced heavy hitters. Just imagine how fast like these two could bring each other in the 200. Is Nick Spikes the best 200 meter runner in the country? No, not right now. No? No. Who is? Well, you have Jelani Watkins, okay. and then he's Jane number. And who'd you say? Jane Wiley's one. Right yes, now. So yes. Jane Wiley? Yeah. Okay. So he's number three. Okay. In his two hundred meters, by only by a couple, you know, hundreds of a second. Dude, what do you think though that he will be the top two hundred meter runner? That was a question. I want to say yes because I'm very optimistic, but I need to know how he does when he's lined up against yeah. heavy. It's a different thing when you're running by yourself and you put out a good time, but are yeah. you able to handle the pressure? Yeah. If someone has a closer time to you, can you execute that? So I feel like once I see that, then yeah. I can tell you for sure. I think he's the best 200 meter runner I, in the country. I, I, I honestly, I like I like what I saw at the club yeah. division, um, and I think the jury's out on 200 overall. So I, I think he has a shot. Yeah. And he's got the best track name out there, too. Come on. Spikes <laughs> is your last name? Doesn't get better than that. Uh, all right. So I'm also going with Sai Savan. But I'm going See, he's a great guy. I'm going in the 60, though, his, his top event <laughs> versus uh, Yashawa Brown or, or Bradley Franklin. Bradley Franklin ran 7.65 uh, this, this week, which is US 2 behind Sai Savan's 7.64 in the 60-meter hurdles. Brown's run the 55s. But those guys are clearly... One, two, and three in this event. Uh, really specialized event uh, that's over in a flash like yes. that. Uh, Roger Davis, shout out to him because I think he'll be in the mix. Ezra Brown, Anthony Waterman, Jane Keys. It's a crowded group in the 60 this year. It's going to be exciting though. Yes. And I want that national record to go down 7 4 0. I think we got the guys to do it. Yeah. All right. The Northeast Mid Atlantic. They got their star showcase meet out of the way. Now the Midwest will have a chance to throw down at the CYUP Misfits Invitational this weekend in 
Chi-Town. Over 1,000 athletes are entered. A couple primetime events are set to go off. Which two are you most looking forward to seeing compete and why? Goodness gracious, this was so hard. But the very first name that came into mind for me was Olivia Pace. Mm -hmm. And just seeing what she did at the VA showcase, I know she was slightly disappointed. She was going after Abby Steiner's 55 meter Ohio record and just came up so, just like not even an inch of just missing that. But nonetheless, Olivia ran remarkable that day. Now she has an opportunity to go after Abby Steiner's 60 meter record. I'm pretty sure that's probably in the forefront of her brain right now, which is a 736. Now, Olivia went 740 this past weekend. Mm -hmm. So she's right there and her personal best is 738, which was to win the Ohio Indoor State Championships last year. So I feel like if Olivia could just do it one more time, mm -hmm. maybe get out just a little bit harder, a little bit quicker. That's all it is. It's just little minor details mm -hmm. I think could really help Olivia to just break Abby Steiner's record. Like, how re remarkable would that be? And then another name that comes to mind, Abby Faye Cheeseman, huge fan. Huge fan in the mile. But, of course, anytime Adam Burleson yeah. is on the line, yep. I'm ready for it. I'm excited. And he's already opened up in the mile this year went 409 at the holiday challenge just right before the new year so what's interesting is he's towing the line in this two mile mm -hmm. he's never done that before in his career for the indoor season now he has an outdoor 3200 meter personal best which you and i had a chance to mm -hmm. watch that live at the uil outdoor mm -hmm. championships and one in, in an 854 and so i'm curious to see kind of where he's at yeah. in this two mile because he's had a football season now ran the mile as a kicker as a kicker yeah. but still it's different it's, it's not, not like you know it's not the same type of you know training yeah but you yeah but you can train and kick at the same time yeah um yeah i i agree though with burleson i am curious where he's going to be but that's yes. stacked boys two mile field mm -hmm. uh stacked girls one mile field uh olivia's kind of out there as the top dog yeah. there so we will see um Oka traditionally puts on really good distance events at this meet Two names I'm going to mention here. Um, one in the sprints is Julian Carter from Arkansas, currently US 1 in the 800. Um, he's going to run in the 300 and the 600. So balancing out a little bit. You know, he's run 49 flat uh, in the 400, but now 300 is going to go a little outside his wheelhouse. Um, and I, I'm curious to see what he does because right now the barrier to maybe that, that standard, that quality elite time is 35 seconds. But there's really no 800-meter runners under 35, very few of them at least. And he's seated at 34.6. Um, what kind of speed does Julian Carter have uh, when it comes to the 300, I think, is my question. I'd love to see him answer that. And then in the 600, I think he'd go after a US-1. Mm. Right now, it's owned by uh, Jaden Martian and Quincy. They, they ran 117 earlier in the year. Yeah. Uh, a freshman has gone 120. I think Julian can run 117 or 118. Uh, mm. in the 600 and go after that mark he's clearly capable yep two miler looking out for gavin geneseo from benton illinois uh, there's a lot of guys as i said are underrated in the distance ranks i think he's one of them along with edgeworth or university of tennessee recruits um he is not opened yet so this will be his his first race of the indoor season uh, he hasn't had a great 3200 meters yet but he's in that perfect little vacuum that pocket <laughs> To, to, to perform 909 PR the, in the 3200 meters. So we'll see how it goes out. Really, we'll, you know, we saw a VA showcase two mile where first mile was 440. 
It was so slow. <laughs> it was so slow. And then our guy, Berkeley Nance, just snapped into gear 420, literally just ran away with it so quickly. It was... It was almost too tactical. It, I was in awe, though, <laughs> of seeing him run that second mile. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was so impressive. So um, I hope it doesn't go out that slow. I hope it's a little more even. And ultimately, we get a sub nine out of it. All right. If a record does go out, down at Misfits, where does it happen and why? I really like your pick. So I had to do a little bit more digging. Okay. And two of them come to mind outside the one you picked. I think the girls' 300 is potentially in jeopardy. It's held by Leah Burr, who ran for Track Life University. She's now at Texas A&M. She has a 38-89 meet record. Now, who I think could potentially do this is Olivia Pace. Right now, she has a seat time of 38-42. All I'm thinking is, hey, let's look at what she did at the VA Showcase. She ran the 200, went 24-5. That was a new personal best. If we just add 14 more seconds, she's golden, you know? So I feel like Olivia Pace, again, is entered. She's not going to really have that much competition. It's a little over-distance, though, though. It is, it is. So that's (laughs) why I'm like, hey, Olivia, just run 14 seconds for your last 100, and you should be fine. Um, But another event that comes into mind is the 600. Um, It's a 134-26 held by Kaylee Pulitza um, from 2021. The athletes that are entered in the 600, you have Kaylee Littlefield, mm-hmm. huge fan, mm-hmm. Ari Comer, and Charlize Trinity McKenzie, who's just an up-and-coming star right now. And Kaylee Littlefield is seated with a 131. Then you have Comer with a 133, and McKenzie has a 136. And so I feel like when you have those type of athletes that are really talented, really close in time, they're just going to push each other. So I wouldn't be surprised if the 600 meter falls. All right, Phil and I talked about this, and he said you guys talked about it. Um, 500, not a sprint, a sprint run. or a run. It's, it's a run. run. Okay, so the 600 is a run. Yeah, I agree. What'd you, you say? I agree with you. Oh, thank you. Gary, the best performances <laughs> were, were uh, girls and guys who um, really measured themselves yeah. as, as a run. I just, can't, a I just can't imagine a 500 as a sprint. That just sounds brutal. <laughs> ask any quarter miler if it's a, yeah. if it's a run or a sprint. Well, ask, well, ask any 800 meter runner if it's a sprint. <laughs> They'll say it's a sprint. Yeah. All right. The girls' mile is the one I picked. Uh, yeah. The meet record here is 450, held by Tatum Good David from last year. 450, 452, 456. Those are the meet's top times in the mile. We got Abby Faith Cheeseman in the field. I believe that we're going to have something happen here with her. She ran 451 last year at New Balance Outdoors, but importantly, she ran 444 for the full mile uh, to end her outdoor season at the Festival Miles, which is a Hoka event. Had a great XC season, earned her second straight All-American bid at Full Locker Nationals, and now uh, we got the cheese going after a meat record. We (laughs) we love Abby Faith and and her family. Um, Do you think it's going to happen? I think so. That's why I was like, I really like your pick. Yeah. It's just times are yep. so close to that meet record, you might as well just put something really fast together. Throw it down. All right, last topic here. USATF U20 XC Championships are taking place at Pole Green Park this weekend. Yes. Correct? In Virginia. And there are a bunch of athletes, uh, U20 college athletes, high schoolers, Trying to get on that world U20 team. Yes. What do we got? Oh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. I know we had a chance to kind of just go through uh, what we figured to be the entry list here. We have Ellie Shea that's mm-hmm. registered. Mary Bonner Dalton, who I talked to at the VA showcase, and she has confirmed she will be running. You have Zeriel Machia, Ali Z- Zeeland, Maddie Gardner, 
those are just some of the high school kids. You also have Lauren Ping that's in this mix, mm -hmm. Carrie Beloga, Leah Stevens, Jillian Boucher. These are the last, the, you know, in my eyes, the top four potential athletes that can make this team too who are in college. Just kind of reflecting back on just what we could potentially see here, right? I really think Leah Stevens is the heavy favorite going into this. She runs for NC State right now. She was part of that team that won the NCAA Cross Country Championships. Mm -hmm. Really put herself out there. I feel like she is just looking fantastic. I can see her making this team. I, when I think about athletes like Ellie Shea and Mary Bonner Dalton, and I had a chance to talk with Mary Bonner Dalton, like I said, at VA Showcase, and I said, hey, like, I feel like your season's kind of off. Like, you haven't done a lot of meets leading up into the cross country. Mm -hmm. You know, you competed at nationals. Now you're here at VA Showcase. Like, what's going on? She's mm -hmm. like, well, I'm trying to make this U20 team. Things had to, you know, be moved around in my schedule. She was at VA Showcase looking to get a fine tune, really fast two mile in. Yeah, she did that. She did that. So yeah. she looks really great. So I'm excited to see what she does. And then for Ellie, I know she probably didn't have the, the performance that she wanted to at Champ Sports Nationals, mm -hmm. but I know just after talking with her coaches, Freddie, like her focus for this season is this meet. She's looking to make this USA U20 team, make the world team that will be in Serbia. That is the focus. So I'm looking to see what Ellie Shea can put together. And, of course, we already know Zariel Machia looks yeah. great. So this is going to be a great girls race. Yeah. I think Ellie will, will be in a, in a better position Yes, th this meet than she was at Bullocker, where she only, from what he told us, I think she had only really started their base a couple weeks earlier. Yeah. So, um, you know, she wasn't fully formed at that point. Uh, if I had to pick, I'm going with Zealand in this meet. Uh, I think Zealand is top dog top to watch dog, out yeah. for because she <laughs> always finishes races really well, and she is a returning U20 qualifier yeah. for the U.S. team. Same with Machia, um, same with uh, Beloga um, and Shea. Uh, a lot of these girls had experience from, from last year, so um, they're definitely the ones to watch out for. Um, all right, so on the boys' side, what are your thoughts there? Well, Cole Matizen, huge fan of him, <laughs> will be competing. You also have Aiden Granados, Kevin Sanchez, Kevin Sanchez is also in that mix as well. Those were some of the names that really stood out to me. Um, trying to pull it up too. There were just yeah. so many, so many names. It was great. I saw Berkeley Nance in there, uh, and I'm becoming a huge fan of Berkeley every time he races. So yes, I Berkeley. Do think, yeah, yeah. I think Berkeley's going to be in the mix here. We'll see. The U20 uh, is is a 10k if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, 8k. 8K, 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 yes. 8K here, um, and it's looped, I'm assuming looped, uh, it was looped last year, it was heck of a race, uh, our, our young, our, our, our young brothers yes. really performed admirably there and uh, had a great race, so um, I think it's going to be uh, all hell breaks loose at the end here for the guys race, and we'll just see kind of what happens, because it's not cross country season, so your fitness kind of has to tie in with track right. a little bit running on grass um, competitively is probably a transition after training uh, on the track and stuff too. So yeah. uh, it'll be interesting. It's a fast course. I think uh, this year, Pole Green was where Drew Griffith ran 14.20. Could see some fast times. Yeah, we can. So, all right. Watch out for all that content and more on Mile Split uh, this week. Mm -hmm. And we will be back again with you next week. Thanks for watching.